0: Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Last week I spoke about the whole Bible is a hymn book. Today is going to be kind of an offshoot. From there, I want to preach on The gospel, the gospel, let's all say the gospel, gospel. let's all say the gospel, gospel. what is the gospel, why the gospel, what is the gospel about, when do we need the gospel, our opening text will be from Romans chapter one. What did I say? Romans chapter one. One from one. Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Let's all say the gospel of God.
1: The gospel of God.
0: Which he promised before before through his prophets in the holy scriptures. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, through whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith amongst all nations for his name, amongst whom you also are called, are the called of Jesus Christ to all who are in Rome, beloved, of God, called, thank you Jesus, to be saints. The, I said from verse 1, Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto what? The gospel. All right, let's all read from verse 1, let's read the verse 1 together, let's go. Some of you are not ready. Loud, let's go. Separated to the gospel of God. God. It tells you exactly his mission statement and what he's called to do. Called to be an apostle and separated to the gospel of God. (laughs) Say, the gospel of God. The gospel of God. Please say the gospel, of God. the
1: gospel of God.
0: Separated to the gospel of God, now that word of is not doesn't mean about. Even though the gospel is is essentially about God and His plan and program to save us, the gospel is not. There, the the text you see there, the off is not the gospel about, but it's more the gospel that belongs to the owner, the engineer, the architect, the origin of the gospel. To go any further, I think I must, um, may I take this opportunity to tell you what gospel is? Gospel is good news. So when you read some Bibles, it will tell you the good news. William Tyndale translated it, the glad tidings. Gospel, the Greek word, I mentioned it last week. The Greek word translated gospel is euangelion. Euangelion. Let's all say euangelion. 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 Or euangelion. 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 You know, I told you it's made up of two root words. You and Angelion. You, we have the word euphemism, eulogy, euphonics. You know euphemism. What's euphemism? You don't know euphemism. You don't know. You, um, You know eulogy. What's
1: eulogy?
0: <laughs> you see, eulogy, logos, word, log, loggy, biology, word about bios, theology, word about theos, or reason for. So, logy has to do with word. The Greek, the root word is logos, okay? Logy. So, eulogy, you Eul is always good. So good word. Does that make sense? You means good. Good word. Um, euphonic. Phonics has to do with letters. How things sound and how so euphonic, sounding right. And that eulogy, or oh, sorry, euphemism is like you go to the dentist and he tells you that this, this will just be a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to hurt, but they will say it's just a little bit uncomfortable. It's a nice way of putting something that's going to feel bad. <laughs> so, euphemism, plural now, euf- pr- no, euf- a mild, okay, or a direct word or expression, all right, s- substituted for one considered to be too harsh. So, he doesn't want to tell you that this thing is going to hurt you just telling you that, oh, it's just going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Just get ready. Oh, it's just a le- no, it's actually going to hurt. But it's a, a nice way of putting something. Like the police said, oh, can we just take you aside for questioning? No, they are arresting you. <laughs> <laughs> they are arresting you. <laughs> can you please step aside? It's not really stepping aside. You are being excluded from the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the police actually... If, for, um, diplomatic language, you have to be very, you have to use a lot of um, euphemisms. All right, so you has to do with good. Okay, so when we talk about you, uh, you angelion, angelion too. So you, good, angelion, angelion is a message. That's why we get the word angel, angelos. Angel comes from the word uh, angelos. So angelos is, angel is a messenger. An angel is pretty, practically, angels are supposed to come, bear message. They come from God with message. So angelos meaning good message. All right. good me- it's very important to understand the gospel is good message. It's good message. The gospel is not against you. The gospel is not an attack. It's actually a good message, good news. Good news from God, not from the bank, not from politicians, not from your examiners. It's actually good news from God. The gospel is good news. Let's all say that together. The gospel is good. Most of the time, we have always explained the gospel to be, uh, I think it's better I tell you what the gospel is not. We have always um, taught the gospel to be just a a message, just a message on how to be saved. So a message on, you know, God loves you, Jesus died for you, give your life to Christ. So most of the time, we all grew up in church thinking the gospel is just, you know, about how to be saved. No, it's not just just about how to be saved. Secondly, the gospel is not just like commandments. You know, most of you when you listen to religious folks a lot, what they tell you is that just obey the commandments of God. And so sometimes people want to preach or people want to explain the thing and say, you know, this is all about the commandments. If you can obey the commandments, that'll be good. No, the gospel is not about obeying commandments. The gospel is not just about okay, obey no it's not that that's not the gospel. So going to tell someone you know the, the Ten Commandments, we have to obey the Ten Commandments don't actually attend talking to people, preaching to people, telling them how to obey a, a command obey ten Commandments that, that's not the gospel or you can summarize it many people summarize it, some people summarize it to me. love God and love people that's the summary of the gospel. Make sure you love God, make sure you love people. That's the end of everything. That's all God requires from you. That's what the gospel is about. Love God and love people. The gospel is not just... When you have the gospel, you will love God and love people, but the gospel is not just about love God and love people. In other words, the gospel is not about commandments. Because loving God love people is the summary of the commandments. Really? That's the summary of the commandment. Let's. He says that the the. Um, I think Romans chapter thirteen. Listen, Romans chapter thirteen verse eight. Let me show you this. I think so. Romans chapter thirteen verse eight. All oh know all oh know one anything except to love one another. For he who loves and uh, loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall, uh, you shall not covet, and if there is any other commandment, all are all summed up in the saying, in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So actually, loving is the, is the summary of the commandments. But the gospel is more than loving. It's not just about loving it's important to understand so number one the gospel is not just a mess it's not just how to get saved number two it's not just a com it's not just about commandments obeying commandments okay and then the gospel number three the gospel is not the, the moral teachings of jesus christ years ago when i got born again there was this man our neighbor and i used to i was trying to preach to him he told me he was a Rasafarite. And really, the death and all these things about Jesus is not important. The most important thing is about the commandments of, sorry, the teachings of Jesus. Jesus came to give us teaching so that we can just follow his teaching. And some of you, I know some of you have heard things like that, that they tell you, it's all about, if you can follow the teachings of God, that's it. The teachings of Christ, that's it. He came to give us teachings. He is not not one of the great teachers like Confucius. He's not just a teacher. then the gospel is actually not about the, just the teachings of Christ. It's important you understand that. So what is the gospel? I told you already. The gospel is news. Good news. From God. About Christ. Through grace. Unto the purpose of God for your life. The gospel is good news, and that tells you that you cannot live news. Mm. News is not meant to be lived, news is meant to be told, it's an announcement, it's proclamation, telling. See. That is where, when we just talk about that, when we say it's, just, it's news, it's very easy to think that it's just about, tell someone Jesus loves you, Jesus died for you, so give your life to, to Jesus. And that's about it. No, 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 no. Everything about Christianity and about God is, is the, the gospel. So you don't start with the gospel and, okay, now that I've started with the gospel, I need something else to Keep going. No. You start with the gospel. Uh, somebody puts it this way. said, so The gospel is not like a first step towards other steps. All right. On the staircase, the first step. No. But the gospel is actually the, the center of the wheel. So it's the center. Everything is about just the gospel. Everything. So it means that it's necessary to understand the gospel. Say the gospel. The gospel. The gospel is, and I want to, um, let's go back to Romans chapter one. A few things I want you to notice about the gospel then. Number one, number one, the gospel is the gospel of God. The gospel from God is a gospel of God. Galatians chapter 1, verse 11. Let's all read it together from the screen, if you don't mind. Let's go. It's not according to man. This thing is not from man. Man don't, didn't start it. God is the architect of the gospel, the origin of the gospel. The, the brain behind the gospel, the source of the gospel. So the source of the gospel is God himself. God is the owner of the gospel. God is the source of the gospel. It is not a set of teachings by some religious guys or it is not man's solutions to man's problems. So it's like, okay, let's go, let's put something together to help a certain situation. So men came together, and they said, okay, this is what we can do to help the situation. So the gospel, let me tell you, the gospel is not the result of human spe- speculation. The gospel... Uh, uh, it's not man's solution to man's problems. The gospel is not, was not drafted by any denomination, scripted by any um, uh, seminary, nor it was not created by any culture. So someone will tell you this story is a, the white man's culture. Yeah. Yeah. The gospel was not created by any culture. The gospel is, 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 uh, was, is not a result of a collective, the collective genius of men. Some men sat down and they pushed some things together. No, the gospel is from God. God, the God is the originator of the gospel. He is the source, the origin, the author. It is the product of the infinite wisdom and the sovereign will and unconditional love of God. The gospel comes from God. Now, let me put it this way. God... Decided, God the Father, watch this. He planned to commission God the Son for, the, for God the Son to be, to come into this world and to become a human being. No, man couldn't have planned this. Mm, no. <laughs> man couldn't have planned it. For God the Son to become born by a virgin, a virgin called Mary, To live under the law, to fulfill the requirements of the law, which is theologians call perfect obedience. He needed to live that life to fulfill all the requirements of the law and meet the demands of the law at the places we have broken it. To meet all these demands and attain this righteousness and for God to credit it into account of human beings who put their faith in him. Man couldn't have thought about this. him to live this life and for him to go to the cross and be crucified on Calvary's cross and to die and shed his blood for the remission of sins, for him to die for the redemption of man, to redeem man from the slave market of sin, for him to reconcile man to God, so that the the, the judgment of God, the righteous judgment of God, which is rightfully so, against the crimes of humanity, against the sin of humanity, all be put upon him, so the crime, the punishment that those hum, the human beings have The punishment that human beings deserve because of our sins. For him to hang on the cross and for those of us who believe in him, all our punishments be put on him. Man couldn't have designed this. And for him to die on the cross in our place. Watch this. He lived the life we couldn't live to give us the credit we we could never have had. Died. In our place, we were supposed to die, but he died on our behalf, and he was buried, resurrected on the third day, overcame the power of death, ascended into heaven, and is seated and enthroned in heaven. Watch this, what the progression. God planned, He came from heaven lived a human life, lived under the law, fulfilled the demands of the Lord, died on on the cross, was buried on the third day he resurrected, ascended into heaven, sat at the right hand of majesty and power and dominion and authority, and for whosoever to call on the name of the Lord to be saved, man couldn't have planned this. God planned this. God is the origin. God is the author. God is the source. So he says, the gospel of God is the gospel of God. It goes on. So man doesn't have to update it man doesn't have to temper with it man doesn't have to reconfigure it man doesn't have to reorient it man doesn't have to add to it man doesn't have to subtract from it because it didn't come from man god in his eternal wisdom planned it and let's leave it the way it is so paul puts it this way galatians chapter 1 verse 8 he said anyone who presents a different gospel let him be cursed But even if we or an angel from heaven preach another gospel to you than we have preached to you, let him be accursed. said, let him be reserved for the highest and hottest place in hell. Look at the next verse. He repeated again. He repeated, he said, as we have said before, so now say again, if anyone preach any other gospel to you, any other gospel don't temper with the gospel don't reconfigure it don't rearrange it don't add to it don't take from it don't say people don't like it so let's uh, let's change it no leave it the way it is It doesn't have to be politically correct. Don't touch it. Leave it the way it is, because it says, verse nine, that if anyone presents a different one, he said, let him be accursed, because it's not the gospel of man; it's the gospel of God. Number two, I want you to notice from the text. Number two, it's is Romans chapter one, verse one. It says, separated to the gospel, the exclusivity of the gospel, the gospel is exclusive. So number one, the source of the gospel. Number two, the exclusivity of the gospel. The gospel is exclusive, it's different. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth and the life. John chapter forty verse 6. No one comes to the Father except by me. What did he mean by that? He, has, he, mean, he meant exactly what he said. Yeah. There are many roads leading to hell. Yeah. But there is only one way to God. Amen. And it is through Jesus Christ. That is the gospel. It is the gospel, not a gospel is not one amongst many; it is exclusively only one. Is the gospel in First Timothy chapter two, verse five? He said there is one God, and one, uh, 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 one God and one mediator between God and man. The man Christ Jesus is only one. In Acts chapter four, verse eleven, he said, "For there is no other name given amongst men for." For there is no other name, verse 12. Sorry, no, there is no salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given amongst men by which men must be saved. If you apply, if you use other ways, it will not work. It says the only way that men must be saved is the gospel in Christ Jesus. That's right. One way, one way, Jesus is the only way to the Father. Why are you saying that? It's, 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 your, it's your opinion. That's, that's your, it's not my opinion. It is there before, it was the plan of God before the world began. Huh. Oh boy. So I want you to understand that it is the gospel, one gospel. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God, Kadesha, God was the first one who preached that gospel. He preached it in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. That is what I mentioned last week. The theologians call proto. You know, proto. Proto is a Greek word which means first or prior or the best. It's actually first. Proto. So, it's from Greek word protos. Now, so proto. You want the first good news was preached by God Himself. God was the preacher of the good news, and you know who was the audience? The devil. Wow. Wow. Verse 15. I mean, sorry, let's go to verse 15. Yes, the verse 15. God, then God told the devil, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, he shall. Bruce your head, the seed of the woman shall bruise your head and you bruise his heel. Bruising head, bruising heel, which one is fatal? Cross somebody's heel, let them cross your head. You see who will survive. So, right in the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned, huh? I like, it. I said this some time ago, some of you didn't get it. When God came on the scene, He didn't come with judgment, He came with a message. The good news. The good news. When, so I'm here to let you know it doesn't matter what you have done, where you are coming from, there is good news from God. Hallelujah. Good news. When Adam and Eve, God said, Eve or Adam, have you eaten what I told you not to eat? He said, The woman gave me, you gave me, the woman whom you gave me, gave me to eat. And God asked the woman, Woman, what have you done? The woman said, the devil made me eat it. The man said, the serpent deceived me and I ate it. And then God didn't ask the devil. He said, so the Lord, the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this. Aye. He brought judgment on the serpent and he preached to him that there is going to be a savior. There is going to be a savior. God was the first one who preached the gospel. God preached it. Abraham believed it. Moses wrote it in the book of Leviticus. It was played out by the sacrificial systems. In the Old Testament, the gospel was already being believed. Yeah. Uh, Why? Because there is only one way to God. There is only one way. Watch this. I know what you're going to think about, what you're thinking, but this came, came years after Abraham. Oh, Jesus said, Abraham desired to see my days, and he saw it and was glad. <laughs> there is only, What I'm trying to say is there is only one way to be saved. Watch this, throughout creation, from Genesis to Revelation, from the beginning to the end, there is only one way to be saved. And anyone who was ever saved be in the, in the Old Testament. The way we are saved in the New Testament is the way they were saved in the Old Testament. But Jesus had not come. Oh, no. We are saved by faith, or by, 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 by grace, through faith, in Christ alone. So they were saved by grace, through faith, in Christ alone. They look forward to the, Christ, the, the cross, and they were saved. We look back to the cross and we are saved. The cross is in the center. Those behind us look forward to the cross. Don't, and we, ahead of them, look back to the cross. The only way to be saved, because he said, I just said, he read it in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. There is no other name amongst men by which men must be saved. So if they were saved, it must be through the same means. The same By the by Christ, so let's go back to our text. He says, Concerning Romans chapter 1, that's a foundational text. Concerning the separated unto the gospel, say, The gospel. Yes. So, one is God is the origin, two, the exclusivity of the gospel. Number three, watch this the gospel of God, verse 2. Cons- which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. God promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. And so this is not something that just started, okay. it has always been from the prophet, the prophet spoke, God spoke. Now, what he is saying here is that it has been written and documented by people who were holy, and God spoke through them, or people who walked with God, God spoke through them. So, what he's saying is here, watch this. He he the he is God, okay. He promised before. How did he promise it through the prophets? And how do we know that what the prophets had said in the The scriptures, the scriptures is is the writings. Now, so who was doing the promising? God. So this tells you that every book in the Old Testament has two authors. Every book. The primary author and the secondary author. The secondary author is Moses. The secondary author is Isaiah. The secondary author is David. The secondary author is Samuel. But the primary author, A, capital A, is God. Because what they wrote was God who was. So this gospel has always been attested to by the scriptures. And it has been written down. So you want to understand the gospel? Look inside the scriptures. It's always been said by the prophets of old. Promised by God. And it tells you the word of God is so... Let me put it... You see, verse 2 again. It uses the word holy scriptures. Holy means that this is exclusively of God. It is pure. Psalm 12, verse 6. Look at Psalm 12, verse 6. The word... The words of the Lord are what the Lord are what pure. This is pointing to what the Scriptures has got to say is pure. It's not, it's not human ideas. It's purely from God. Psalm one one nine verse sixty. Psalm one one nine verse sixty. It tells that uh, so, so, verse verse one sixty. I'm sorry. Psalm one one nine verse one sixty. It says. The entirety of your word is truth. It's truth. Anything God says about marriage is true. Whatever God says about your health is true. Whatever God says about government is true. Whatever God says about parenting is true. The word is true. You can circum, circum, try to circumvent it, but you go and come by and find out that it's the same thing. The only thing that works is the word. some right. 119, sorry, some 19, I'm sorry, some 19, verse 7, and then verse 8. Verse 7 says, the law of the Lord. First of all, before I even go further, he calls it the law of the Lord. You know, the police can't stop you or... Someone can give you a a parking fine or something like that, and you'll be upset and things like that, but sometimes you can't do much because the law says, don't park here. The law represents or reflects absolute authority. We, in this country, are all subject to the law everybody. It's not one law for these people and one law for them. We are all subject. That's how law works. Law is authority. And Bible calls the word of the Lord, the law. It's authoritative in everything it says. I've got a lot to say, so let me just rush through. The law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul. It is perfect. It's clean. It's not got problems. Believe the Bible and it will help you. Because when the Bible speaks, God has spoken. God, what are you doing about my situation? When the Bible speaks, God has spoken. Look at verse 8. Verse 7 says, the, te- verse seven says the testimony of the Lord, verse 7, the testimony of the Lord, of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Verse 8, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. This is pure. This is right. This is infallible. There are no mistakes in God's word. There are no mistakes in God's word. Don't be deceived by unbelievers who suppose they are smart. Now, the Bible contradicts itself. Read it. You haven't read it well. And you, you read it with pads on your eyes. You read it upside down. You read it in a dark room. You read it with sunglasses on. Read it. Put on Christ. And you will see that the Bible is pure. So concerning uh, verse 2 again. Romans chapter 1 verse 2 which he promised before through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures, now the next verse, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's loaded. So the gospel is about somebody. The gospel is about somebody. Okay? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Romans chapter 9, verse thirty. Romans 9.30, what shall we say then? The Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness righteousness of faith. But Israel pursuing the law of righteousness has not attained to the law of righteousness. (laughs) The law was given to Israel. God gave them the law. And when the law, the law in itself is pure. The law in itself is right. In fact, according to Romans chapter seven, I think from verse 12, 13, 14, somewhere there, it talks about the law is good. The law is pure. The law is holy. Therefore, the law is holy. The commandments are holy and just and good. So there's no problem with the law. Do you know why? Because the law is the standard of God. God gave his standard. So his standard is not faulty. But the problem was with us, the ones who are supposed to obey the law. So look at the next verse. Verse 13. Romans seven thirteen. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandments might be exceedingly sinful. So God gave, God, God gave the um, commandments he gave the law, he said, "Keep it, but as soon as the law got into your hand, it made you look so bad, oh my God, because you are skewed, we are skewed, we are flawed it's not like Jesus is trying to help us to live a good life or give us a boost. We are rotten to the core. Wow <laughs> So when the law came, when what is good came for our, as soon as we held it. Actually, we became so, it was so obvious that we are so bad. Yeah. <coughs> when we we're, were children, sometimes we play, and my, man, my mom used to have powder. Huh? Is it called powder? Dusting powder. Dusty powder, taku yeah. powder, or all kinds of, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of, where, where, where there is, it's, it's, you just apply some powder, and, and when we are children, sometimes you play, you put powder, so much powder on your face. Yeah. So much power. In fact, there is this, is it color lotion? Yes. Is it white? Chicken pot. Yes. Chicken pot, yeah, it's white. Yes. When you put calamine lotion in your, in your face and you smile, your teeth look so yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, you think your teeth are white. Until <laughs> <Brown. laughs> so they bring something quite white. Yeah,
1: closer.
0: What, can you rise your feet me, please? He's wearing a white blazer. But if you bring this white close to another, something pure snow white, you realize this is not white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You realize that it's not that white as we thought. Like, what you are wearing, if we stand here and you stand, see that your own is not, either it's discolored or it's, it's <laughs> 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 So we were, we were doing bad, and then the law came to show us what we should do. And actually, it made things worse. So the law was good, but because we are so rotten and flawed, the law came to show our flaws. And it's like um, many women, when they go, to, they go to the studio, TV studio or something, they have to do a lot because yes. when you bring a very powerful camera, <laughs> the things the, pa- the camera can bring out it's very yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: So you can imagine the best, the best, is it 6k now or 10k? 8, 10. 10k, you understand it, but <laughs> it shows every everything detail. Wow. If they bring that camera and put it on you, you will see how rough your face, even with the makeup, our normal, natural eyes won't be able to see it, yeah. but they can, and God's law is so perfect, when it was brought near us, oh! wow. so when the law and then the sin inside me took advantage, said, huh, so you see how you are, and the sin is a personality, took advantage of the law and killed me. So. Sin, watch this. This is very interesting. I need you to notice this, and then I'll move on from there. Certainly not, but sin that it might appear sinful was producing dead, death in me through what was good. So that sin through the commandment, uh, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Um, verse fourteen. Let me see the verse fourteen. I think it's the verse eleven. Okay, let's go to the verse fourteen. Verse eleven. I want to show you something. It's also. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and killed me uh, by it, killed me. So sin used the law as a murder weapon. There is sin in you. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. Just that the people sitting here, you don't know it. But you know it. You look so... Much like an angel. But you, oh, come on. There's too much inside you. It's not good. So if God left you to be saved by how many things you, you can do right, you know you go to hell. You didn't know that. If God were to leave you to do right to be saved, because even when you are coming to church, look at you. <laughs> Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? Sister, tell them I'm speaking the truth.
1: <laughs>
0: so you know what Jesus did. The law of God, He came. Bible, Romans chapter eight, verse three and four. This is an amazing text. Romans chapter eight. What the what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, in the human nature. The law was weak. The law, human nature couldn't do it. It's like it's okay. It's like you. It's like you um, racing with horses. Can you do it? Not at all. Can you do it? No human nature can do that. Human nature cannot go 100 days without food. Human nature cannot go five days without sleep. It's not normal. And so human nature couldn't do some things that it was required by the law. The law was requiring something by human nature so that the text says that what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God did. Say God did. God did. God did it. it. This is very important for you to understand. God did. How did he do it? By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. So Jesus also became flesh. Amen. This must be God. No man could have planned this. Jesus, what, Jesus became flesh sinful flesh on the account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. How did he do it? He, he lived a perfect life. Obeyed all the commandments and the law at every point. So we are not only saved by, by the death of Jesus Christ. We are also saved by his obedience. That's why he didn't have to come over for a weekend. Because if it was coming to die, he could have come over a weekend, finished die, and go. But he had to live the life where you have been failing. He had to live for us. So he lived and, correct, mark, mark, tick, 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 he fulfilled all the requirements of the law. And guess what? When he finished the requirements of the law, he went and condemned sin in the flesh, died, and took the punishment, the justful punishment for sin. So, so it's very interesting. He was not sinful. He was sinless. And yet he took the punishment for sinners. Yes. And so the wrath of God, the just rightful wrath of God, God, God must not be happy about wrongdoing. God shouldn't be happy about wrongdoing. So watch this. We are not just saved. Watch this. I'm going to say something very strong. All right. Very strong. Very strong. We, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of what? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Let me show you something. Thank you, Jesus. Put it on the screen. For by grace have you been saved through faith, that not of yourself. It It is the gift of God. The next verse. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, when he said not of works, lest any man, so that the man can be saved by his works, but we are certainly saved by some works. I'll explain it. When you owe money to the bank, how do you get this free from the bank? It must be paid, whether by you, the government, your friend, or something. And even if they are writing it off, there must be something. Yeah. So, your account must show that it has been... But if your account is still negative, you are still owing. You are still in debt. So, you don't... Debt doesn't just get cancelled whilst account is still in negative. So, there there must be some positive credited into the account to show that the debt has been paid. Are are you getting what I'm saying? So, not your works. So, it's not your works that saved you, but his works. He had to come and live. And that's why Jesus was perfect. That's why Jesus, Bible says that he was tempted at every point as we were. So somebody asked this question some time ago. Was Jesus also sexually tempted? If you are sexually tempted, then he was also tempted. Because if he has not been tempted that way, how can he pay for that? Is it good news for the men? Yes! Is it good news for the ladies? Yes. He said, for he t- <laughs> for we do not have a high priest who, was, uh, who cannot us, but was at all points tempted as we, yet without sin. All points. All points. Say all points. All the points. The way, see, the way you are tempted, Bible says at all points, he too, he was tempted like that. <laughs> and yet without sin. He, 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 he obeyed the law to the fullest that's why galatians 4:4 4, 4 says that god sent his son born by a of the woman born under the law And when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under, he needed to be born under the law, so that the demands of the law can be placed on him, and he meets all the demands of the law, What? and guess what, guess what, this is a beautiful thing, and the the credit he got, when you come to him, he pushes in your account. That's right. (laughs) So, so, so you look like someone who has met all the requirements of the law. Meanwhile, you haven't done squat but someone did it on your behalf, and when you come in Christ, he, so if you are not in Christ, you are still in debt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you are still in debt. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. So that, does that make sense when we say you won't go to heaven because of your good works? There are good people who go to hell yes. because you can't be good enough for your, for your human waste mm. to smell nice. Oh. It, your human waste is a constant reminder that you have a problem. <laughs> Where does it come from? Not. From your hair, it comes from deep inside you. That means that inside you stinks because their food <laughs> oh, you are rotting inside. This is not good. The food that went inside amazing food. You had wonderful food, sumptuous food. Some of the ice cream, even just the smell of the food makes you hungry if you have just eaten. <laughs> This nice food enters, come in. Can you look look at this? Pretty. Pretty. Pretty lady. We are sitting now. Come, come. Pretty. Nice lady. Yes, yes, yes. Can you believe this? Come, sir. Oh, Bishaka, come. Oh, which would I? uh, Okay, I think Bishaka, any of you. Look. Come. Look at such a handsome man. Look at such a pretty lady. Hey. When you look at her shoes, you hey. will think that what? what? And such a person can eat fried rice. Amazing. Hey, nice. The smell is nice. <laughs> and within a few hours. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Within few hours, within few hours, what went wrong? Inside is rotting. There are some of us we only visit the ladies or the gents for certain serious business when there's no one there. Some man <laughs> anointed man Amen. love the things of God it's nice food nice food from Nandos yeah. from the wife yeah. from somewhere and then what is it's a pointer that at core so there's no You can't, it doesn't matter what makeup she puts on. It doesn't matter how exceptional. In her eyes, she looks wonderful. You think so? At core, there is a problem. Thank you very much, thank you very much. At core, fundamentally, there is a problem. Fundamentally, there's a problem. Mm. Mm. So no man can be good enough to... Every religion tells you, try to be good. Mm. Try to be good so God can accept you. Islam will will tell you you have to meet the laws of their God and try and do it, try and do it. And then maybe they tell you that, I don't even know if I've done good enough. So I'm waiting to die to, to find out whether that is bad news man
1: <laughs> that's
0: bad i'm telling you that's bad news yes. no religion has got good news that's bad news mm. so good people that's why the other time i said there'll be a lot of good people in hell
1: mm. yes oh, yeah,
0: God. Hmm. wow and there'll be a lot of former bad people in heaven yes uh, you don't go to heaven, you don't make it to heaven, I said. There is only one way, it's through Christ. You don't make it to heaven because you have, you have met requirements of a law. You don't make it to heaven because you have tried to be very good. You make it to heaven because he met the requirements of the law. Watch this. Then if he has met it, everyone should go, not everyone. He didn't meet it for everyone. He meets it for those who put their trust and faith in him. Yes. He met it for those who put their trust and faith in him. So that your uncle, who has not put their trust in God, when he dies, don't ask me to come and preach at his funeral and say we'll meet. We'll meet where? We'll meet where? <laughs> He was such a nice man. He was helping all the neighbors, washing their cars, painting their houses. Sometimes, when I'm invited to go to a funeral, I I don't know. Some places, you don't know what you're going to say because you know that this person is going to go to hell. Not because he's an Osama bin Laden, but because he didn't want to have anything to do with God, with Christ. When you were alive, he didn't want to have anything to do with God. How what makes you think that he will want to have something to do with you when you are dead?
1: And
0: and those of us who are narcissistic in our thinking. Hey, nice. yeah human-centered, egotistic. It's all about you, Uh, but God can't do that. Really? 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 Who are you to tell God what he's allowed to do? You better get over yourself. In the grand scope of things, you are not that important, you know, none of us is. Decide not to eat again, to lock yourself in the room and see, see if the trains will still not run.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm telling you. If God forbid, if our, our queen dies now, nothing stops. Everything will continue. Even the queen whose head is on the very important pound, doesn't matter that much when it comes to life, running of life and you. You know, my uncle was a very nice man. I really, I'll be really disappointed when I I don't meet him in heaven. When you meet, when you go to, when you get to heaven and you find out that he's burning in hell, you, the first thing that will come to your heart is, here I am to worship. God, your ways are perfect. God, your ways are pure. I didn't understand it. Bible said, now we understand in part, but then we shall understand fully. The, the, when you see the beauty of God's impeccable judgment, mm-hmm. there's one thing that will spark in your heart. Mm-hmm. Genuine worship. Yes. When you see that you w- was also supposed to have missed it, mm-hmm. but God, through his mercy, had mercy on you, and watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, had mercy on you and gave yes. you the, 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 the consent to believe. Mm-hmm. You think you believe by yourself, I, I need to finish the text, I'll explain to you that. It doesn't take you. It takes God for you to be in church. Yes. So those of us who think you came to church because you decided, no. God decided. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: There are certain people here. You have n- always not wanted to have anything to do with God. Mm and church, but I'm glad to announce to you, by the time the day is over, you have changed. Amen! Not by force, but God will give you the the desire. You can't do for God if he doesn't give you the desire. Me, I wasn't that holy boy. No! What did he give me the desire? I've, look, there are people sitting here, you are struck to see them in church. Yes. And I said it last week, that some of you, one of, one of these days, your former boyfriend will walk into church. Yes. Your former girlfriend will walk into church. The one who hurts you most will walk into church and say, Lord, I give my life to you. And if you can't question God for saving him. Oh. <laughs> wow. you are you are Brace yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That boss who fought you and you lost your job and up to now, that one who, who hates your family and your father died through that. One day, may become a preacher. And the word of God will be in his mouth to teach you. Narcissists. Narcissists is human centered. It's all about the importance of human beings, the importance of just me and narcissistic thinking. We say, oh no. That's not right. Such a person shouldn't be the one. I can't take it. I can't take it. You can't determine who God will call. Mm. That's that's what the thing is leading to. No human being has what it takes to tell God whom he is permitted to call and who is not permitted to call. Mm. And I'm going to show you from the text. Wow. Wow. So let me finish this thing. In what were we even reading? But let me just pick it from somewhere. In Romans chapter nine, verse
1: thirty. Yeah.
0: Romans nine thirty. What shall we say then? Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained, uh, sorry, attained to the uh, to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith but israel pursuing the law of righteousness has not attained to the law of righteousness why because they did not seek it by faith but as it were by the works of the law for they stumbled oh my oh my god this is good. they stumbled at the stumbling stone as it is written this is the key text behold i lay in zion a stumbling stone that's the gospel Behold means the announcement. Watch it. God is announcing something. It's an announcement, the gospel. Behold, I, not you, not men, not people, not denominations, not churches. I, God. Hmm. That's the gospel. The gospel is God-centered. Not man-centered. It is God-centered. Not your feelings-centered. Amen. It is God-centered. <laughs> huh? I'm about to say some stuff now. Please. You ask that we're, we're, we've been presenting this gospel. Excuse me, sir. I want to have a good news for you. What is it? You are so special. And God wants you to be saved. He wants you in heaven so he'll be happy. You are very important to God. Listen, that's not the gospel. Stop Baking Man, the center of it. Yeah, yeah, what important? But that kind of message where, 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 oh, you know, you have to, you have to um, 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 come to God. Come to God, and everything will be fine. Come to God, and God, I, I wrote something here. I, I want to read that one. I like what, what I wrote here. It is, it is interesting. Um, um, yes. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, we, we tell people, God needs you. No, it's not about how much God needs you. What is it? About how much you need God. That's why I preach the way I preach. You you come into church, you think you are doing God a favor? Ah, no! No way! Stay home. You pray, you think you are doing God a favor? Excuse? Excuse me. Stop making yourself the center. You are not. Its God, God is the center. It's God-centered message. Let's not be preaching as though. It's all about the importance of human beings. No, it's not about the importance of human beings. It is about the plan of God for human beings. It's not about how bad things are going to be for God if you don't come to him. No, it is how things are actually already bad for you and they'll continue to be bad for eternity if you don't turn to God. So, uh, you see what I'm saying? So, it's not that you have to, it's not about how how special you are, but how sovereign God is. God is suffering. It's not about your speciality. Oh, you know, you have to come to Jesus. And sometimes we preach the message as though people are doing us a favor. Or you are doing God a favor. I don't understand. And this is my argument, especially most of you who are young here. You think you are so nice, pretty, handsome, intelligent. And this is my argument. As intelligent as you are, your relationships are not working. (laughs) can. As, 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 as intelligent as you are, a man broke your heart. Think about it. And yes, you believe you are very intelligent. As intelligent as you are, you lost your job. You are sometimes afraid whether you'll be hired, employed, or gotten, given the contract. Have you forgotten that you are not that? You are not, you're not all that and a bag of chips, you know? <laughs> Listen to me, sir. Yeah. You, you, come on. Sometimes it's better. You, come down, come down, uh-huh. come down, uh-huh. come down. All yes. uh, oh, this church, How uh, oh, this church, church things, me, I don't. Listen, you need it more than we need you. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you. The direction your life is going. If you just pause and think a little bit, you realize that you need to source for some help. Yes. You have to find some because things are not getting better. And I'm telling you, life is not meant. Life has not been designed for things to get better. If you are young, you may not realize that very early. Things don't get better in life. They get worse as you grow. The older you grow, the worse it gets. Your health, your family, the, everything, everything. Sometimes they, they just are all over the place. Things fall apart. God is the center of the gospel. Put that text on the screen again. Let me finish. Romans 9, He 30, says that, Behold, I, God, lay in Zion. What you don't want to hear is a stumbling stone. A stumbling stone. What that stone, that stone, according to Acts, write this text quickly, Acts chapter 4, verse 11. Bible says that Peter said, Jesus is the stone. In Isaiah chapter, Acts 4, 11 is what I said. In Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, God said, I lay in Zion a stone. In, Mark, in Psalm 1:18, verse 22, he said, I lay a stone in Zion, the stone that the builders rejected. In the book of, in the book of um, Romans, okay, let me leave the Romans one. First Peter, first Peter chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, he's talking about Jesus, the stone. Therefore, also, Therefore, it is also contained in the scriptures. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes in him will, will by no means be put to shame. I'm going to end on by no means be put to shame. The gospel. So, back to, let me, I, want, I prefer to stay on the Psalm, uh, um, Romans 9, 33. It says, so the stone is Jesus. Watch this. The gospel is about Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Can I say that again? When we preach the gospel, it's about Jesus. What is it about Jesus? How he came on earth as the son of God, born of a virgin, lived a human life, a sinless, impeccable, faultless human life, died a vicarious death or substitutionary death, died in our place, died in our place, was buried, resurrected for the first time, human being, resurrected and ascended. This is about Jesus. Jesus is the center of the gospel. Yeah preaching as though oh it's, a, it's a, human beings are so important humans beings are I'm about to tell you something even extra, human beings are important but listen that leads me to the, okay let me show you the, a stone, a rock of offense alright, a rock of offense, how can you tell me that the cross crucified is what saves me 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, 22 to 24. 1 Corinthians 1, 22 to 24. He said, for Jews request a sign. Greeks after, after wisdom. 23, after wisdom. But we preach Christ, what? Crucified. We preach what? Christ. I can We preach what? Christ crucified. What is the content of what we preach? Christ, Christ crucified. crucified. Don't, don't, don't eliminate. Don't neutralize the crucifixion. Because we need the cross, to cross out, cross out the satanic crisis in your life. It takes the cross, and the cross, we have forgiveness. Because the things you have done, I don't know how much good you can do to pay for that bad. And some of us are even paying for evil in our family.
1: The
0: cross. He said we preach First Corinthians chapter 2 verse verse, verse 2. First Corinthians 2 2. It says, I determined to know nothing except uh, 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 to, I determined not to know anything amongst you except Christ and Him crucified. Christ and Him crucified. Galatians chapter three, verse one. He says that how come that you, amongst you all foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should obey that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Christ was clearly portrayed amongst you as crucified. Let us not marginalize the cross. When we preach Christ, we preach Christ crucified, crucified for our sins. He shed His blood to reco- what is yeah. to reconcile us. And look at this about you need to know this about Christ. Christ was the God. He had to be God so that he can represent God. And at the same time, he had to be man so he can represent man before God. He's the only one who can stand in the middle and pull God from this side and bring man and reconcile them by the cross. It is only Christ who can do that. Christ crucified. The crucifixion brings our redemption. The crucifixion brings our salvation. The crucifixion brings our forgiveness. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. We preach Christ crucified. Yes. And the crucifixion is an offense to some people. It is. Yes. Bible said he's a stumbling block yes. for people. Wow. Don't change the message. Don't change it. People don't like it. It may not be politically correct. But God's message, it didn't come from me. So why do you have to change it? Why do you have to eclipse the cross? Why do you have to eclipse Christ? Man is sinful. Christ died for the forgiveness of our sins. Let's leave it like that. Don't put man in the center. Even when we are projecting the cross, it's very easy to project the cross like, you see, he did all these things for you because he loved you. No. Not just that. He did, God had to do all these things because of how serious your sins are. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear what I said. Yeah. We even preach the Christ, human-centered cross. Yeah. It's like, oh, this thing, the, 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 the passion of the Christ, what the people are crying. You know, God, God loves you. He's done this for you. You see the way he's done this for you? You are so special to God. So please come, okay? Please come. We have to beg you to accept what God has done for you. You have not realized how dangerous your sin is. Mm. How, 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 your sins are very serious, you know? Very serious. That's why God has to take serious steps to take care of your sins. Mm. And don't trivialize it. It's not about you. It's about the seriousness of the sin you are carrying. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tell someone, I need help. I need help. My niece, but because of my time, I have to stop now. That's why, you see, this birthday party thing. I, I mean, but... I'm told that some things are also important, but really, what is burning in my heart? I was telling them that I don't want to forget my scriptures, please. They should just hurry up and pray. I don't want to forget my scriptures. I'm trying to make sure I keep my mind on what God has given my heart. (laughs) And then when they call me, come and receive this, I went there and said, God help. I wasn't happy, but it's good. It's okay. All right. But really, it's some people's vision. Let pastor be happy. But this... I'm happy when I see the cross lifted. I'm happy when I see Jesus Jesus preached. I see Jesus preached. Shout hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: The gospel must be God-centered. It must be Christ-centered. It must be cross-centered. Necessary. necessary. And then let me add this finally because of my time. Romans chapter 1. From verse 5, through him, oh my God, verse 5, through him we have received grace and apostleship for the obedience of faith to amongst all nations for his name, among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ. Amongst whom That means that the salvation is not just about you. Others are already being saved. My brother, my sister, possibly a lot of people are being saved more than you think. Your extreme affinity for fun and worldliness is going to guarantee your position in hell. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm preaching the gospel. Yeah. I'm preaching the gospel. Yeah. And you'll be shocked. I want to show you something. Amongst whom, put it on the screen again, please. Amongst whom you are saved, okay? Amongst whom you, uh, amongst you also are called. Say called. Shout it called. 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 Oh. Look at the next verse. You'll like it. That's where I'll end. To all who are in Rome, Rome was the capital or the center of commerce in those days of the world. Yeah. The center of, in fact, they had the strongest army in the world. If you are in Rome, you are actually in the, practically, the capital city of the world. And life was busy. They had wonderful buildings, infrastructure, amazing buildings. Caesar was there, the Senate was there. Rome, what are you talking about? You go to Rome like some people, some of you get to London, forget about everything and enjoy your life. Work and enjoy your life because this thing is good. No, he got to Rome. He said, Paul said, I need to be in Rome, not because I'm going to petition Caesar, not because I'm going to the Senate to go and give a speech. I need to go to Rome because I need to put the gospel in the marketplace in Rome. Why? Watch this. He said, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. There are people, grace to you all, peace from them. So there are people in Rome, they are called.
1: Right.
0: There are people in the city of London. Mm-hmm. There are people in the company you are who are called. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. About the calling, the calling has two faces, or in two ways. Number one, the first, the first one is the, the human one. God will use, see what I'm doing, God can be using what I'm doing. To call you, but what I'm doing will go as far as your ears. But there's a second call which is stronger, which is the Holy Spirit moving your heart. Mm. The Holy Spirit, unless the Holy Spirit moves your heart, I can say and say and say, You'll be wondering what is all this thing about? I gotta go. Yes. So, what I'm trying to tell you is that not watch this, watch this, this is going to be strong. Romans 8, 29, for those he foreknew, he also predestined Those he predestined, he also called. Say, I'm called. called. Oh, say I'm called. I'm called. So your calling is a function of predestination in heaven. God, before you were born, God foreknew you. Not that he knew you were going to change, not that he's learning something. God doesn't have to learn anything. But the word for new, I was explaining a few days ago. The word for new is like he has he chose you ahead. Adam knew he chose to love you, he chose to place his love on you. So Adam knew his wife and his wife gave birth to a son. So that knew the same way. God foreknew you. He has chosen to put his love on you before you even show. So you have been foreloved, not foreknowledge, love. So those he foreknew, he also predestined that one day, when the, my messenger preaches the message, I'm going to use the message to call them. Okay. So, don't watch this. That's why I'm telling you, they are in the city already for known and called. Yeah. Already for known and predestined. They may look stubborn. Some of you used to look stubborn. You never thought you'd come to church. You never thought you'd speak in tongues. You never thought you'd be a Christian. But God, oh, look at ya. 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 You are so excited about God. Why? Because God called you. When God so Satan says, watch this. Satan says they will not respond. Satan says when you call, they won't answer. It doesn't matter how Pastor David can preach. They will not listen. They will not change. God said they will change. Satan said they will not change. And the people said we will not change. God said you will change. They said, "What? Well, are you going to force it against our will? No, I'm not going to force it against your will. I'm not going to do it without your consent. I will give you the consent. Yeah. I, are you going to do it against my will? No, I won't do it against you. I will give you the willingness. Hey, yeah. Wow. God gives us the consent, He gives us the will. Mm. Chasperian said, Oh, the wills and the shalls of God. Mm. When a man tells you, I will, he will break his promise. Mm. I- and man, let a man tell you, I shall, and he will not fulfill it. But when God said, I will, when God said, I shall, it doesn't matter how stubborn that, fan, that family member is. It doesn't matter how stubborn situations are. Listen, let me tell you, we live in a city where everything looks like against God, but God has called some people and they will come to him. God has called some people. They will come to him. They will say yes. They will say yes. God is not going to wait for their consent. God will give them their consent. God is going, not going to wait to say, OK, I'm willing. No, they will, God will not wait. God will give them the willingness. Because remember, some time ago, you knew, Now, me, I don't do church. What has happened? What has happened to you now? What has happened to you now? So what changed? It wasn't your choice. God gave you the willingness. Why? Because because for those he foreknew, he also predestined. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Shout hallelujah!
1: Shout Hallelujah! Whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Malibu!
0: Sit down. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so, listen, I'm preaching a Christian message. The gospel. This is the gospel. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So, he says, if Romans, I need to finish this. Thing. Is that okay if I finish it? In Romans chapter. It's the same text, verse twenty nine. For those he foreknew, mm. can we already out loud, very loud? Let's go. That he might be the first one. I'm the next verse. The next
1: verse.
0: Who does he call?
1: Those those he
0: so people will go to hell by the choice of God. Wow. Hey. He there are people who have been predestined, and those he predestined, he also calls, so he doesn't call everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly that your boyfriend, that your girlfriend, that your neighbor is not called. Hey. Don't follow them. Yes. That's right. wow. Don't follow them. Yeah. They will say no. They will say no. They will, because they don't have what it takes. But God has stirred it in your heart. You know God is talking to you. You know you belong. When it was time for me to get born again, I just knew the time has come. I knew it. I knew it. Some of you are sitting here. You know your time has come. You know you shouldn't miss church again. This is the time. It doesn't matter what friends will think about you. You have the strong witness of God. Those he foreknew, he also predestined. And the very people who appear as predestined, they are the very ones he called. And watch this, watch this, they are those Christ died for. Christ didn't die just for everybody. He died for those God has predestined and called and those he called when he called you he justifies you because of the righteous life of Christ he just gives you that righteous life as though you are living that have been living that life oh, so those he calls he justifies i explained the other day that all these five things that god did pre, uh, for you predestined call Justify and glorify. They are from eternity to eternity. So the first two are eternity before you were born. Those he foreknew. Yeah. He predestined before you were born. So those are first two eternity past. And then the second two is in time. He calls you in time, justifies you in time, and the fifth last. Oh, I like it. And those he justified, he glorified. That is in the future coming. You shall be glorified. You shall be glorified. He says that, I lay in Zion, a stumbling stone, Romans chapter 9 verse 33, I want to finish this, a stumbling stone, it's said, behold, 33, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him shall not be put to shame. Now watch this. This be put to shame, the shame there is not trying to solve, watch this, it's not trying to solve a psychological problem. It's trying to solve an eschatological problem. I'll explain it. Eschatology is how things are going to end in life. So, don't think it's oh, I won't be ashamed, I'm gonna be ashamed. Um, Psychological issues, no, it's actually dealing with bigger issues about your future when everything is done and you die. He says that you will not be put to shame, he glorifies. He glorifies. So, that means the gospel is watch this everything about your life, raising your children, your marriage your business, your financial life, it should be dictated by this, what we call gospel. It's not only when you get saved, but everything about the gospel, how God, God, planned and sent Christ because he has predestined, he has foreknown you predestined and sent Christ to come and live a righteous life to accrue an interest, perfect obedience and get that righteousness and then you, when you believe him, he will give you that righteousness. He went to the cross, died on the cross, paid for your sins, so the punishment that should come on you was given to Christ in your place and then, so he died in your place and lived on our behalf so he can give you the credit and when he gives you the credit, you start this process of working with God, that God is up to something. God is working something on earth. God is. So it's not only when you are born again, throughout your Christian life, you are a product of the gospel. Yeah. The gospel. And you know that one day you are going to expect the honor in glory. So you live your life based on God-centeredness, Christ-centeredness, cross-centeredness. And it's not about you. So even when you are going through difficult times, remember, this difficult time is just short-lived because God has actually packaged and planned everything how your life is going to end. That's the gospel. 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 gospel. What? There's even more. But I have to end because time is not on our side. That's the gospel. God is sovereign. That's why you have to say yes when he calls you. Your sin is so damaging, catastrophic. That's why his death on the cross was so gruesome, was so bad, because of the nature of the sin you carry, so that you don't have to carry it again. It's not because God is in need. You are in need. I want to end, but I I don't want to stop it without praying for somebody. You know that the death of Christ on the cross was for you. When God is calling you, pastor will say it, you'll hear it, but the Holy Spirit begins to work in your heart. You know it, you can't pretend about it. You know in your heart that God is calling me. That God God is calling me. God is calling me. God is calling me. I want to pray for somebody. You are here, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I've heard your message. I've heard the call. I can't turn it down any longer. I can't pretend about this. I know God is calling me. I want to make a decision and I want to invite Jesus into my heart. I want to say, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. If that is your genuine prayer, Lift up your right hand high so I can sit and pray with you. God bless you as you do that. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I've sinned against you, but I believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sins. From today, I repent and I invite you into my heart. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with your blood. I make a commitment that I will love you. I will save you I'll be obedient to you. Thank you for all you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you so much for my friends. They heard your voice and they have taken the step. I pray and commit them to you. I commit them in your word that they will be strong in the things of God. That as Now that they have been justified, they will grow in the process of sanctification. They will grow in the process of transformation unto, unto glorification. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations. God bless you. We
1: thank God for using his servant, Reverend
0: Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter
1: for regular updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministries. Stay blessed.